genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're about to go off on minute 100, which begins with Angel and Danny getting surrounded by Sanford police in riot gear and ends with Danny telling his father that he's glad his mother is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark is uh, back from us once again from DCEU Minute. Tarantino Minute and Doom Patrol Radio. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is this is a big dramatic minute. Uh, this it is, is, and I kind of forgot that it was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we tap the brakes here, um, and uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty great. I but I will say this: as much as I as much as I love that the Sanford police department is about to get on their side. Like they're, they're about to grow from, uh, from a, 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 a partnership of rebels to mm-hmm. a, uh, to a, a band, band, a band of rebels, mm-hmm. um, a resistance. Yeah. Uh, a full, a full resistance. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, as much as I love that, I do have to say the quick turnaround on this, situation is uh why why is it so easy for them to uh get on their side now versus every time angel talked about it prior to now i think and i don't mean to be rude but i think they're just dumb (laughs) it's like yeah because uh there's a moment where it's he's like oh they've been brainwashing you and he was like oh wait wait what and i'm like no, you haven't been brainwashed. You just haven't been paying attention. Like, like he's been known as like kind of like this idiot character, and it's like you're not you're not brainwashed. Just just pay attention, yeah. buddy. Just put one and one together. Or maybe it's just the yeah, like the shock of seeing Danny like stand up to his dad, to stand up to Frank. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. It might just be that they they notice that that oh wait, Danny believes it too. Okay, now maybe we need to pay attention because I guess I guess Danny's not an outsider the way that Angel is, uh, and so I so so Angel so so Danny believing these things are true mm-hmm. is 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 more important to them or or more. Um, relevant to them than angel saying that these things are true yeah because because danny is one of them right right yes i guess that does make sense yeah that's fair enough um i also need like to point out that um uh again like like talking about uh action film tropes um you know they go from two people to seven people and uh a group of seven is you know it's magnificent seven seven samurai Um, the number how many people are in the suicide squad I think there's seven because they lose uh, our beloved Slipknot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Slipknot, you got Hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Slipknot. I, I you know Ed, Edge Scythe. I, I guess if there is one week of Suicide Squad minute, I would really encourage people to go listen to. It's when we talked about Slipknot because I had 
Jonathan Howell from Mission Impossible Minute and Dave Palace from uh, Mystery Men Minute. And like that week, I was like, that that's the, we're having a good time. We're really enjoying this. We're very team mm-hmm. Slipknot. So <laughs> rest in peace, my man. Yeah. Uh, In a way, he got it the easiest. (laughs) Yeah, I almost wonder if uh, Polka Dot Man will be the Slipknot of the Suicide Squad. And that's yeah, it's I I enjoy those kind of moments. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we got got our team of seven. uh, Seven for the for the revolution here. A member of the uh, the Facebook group uh, uh, was was kind enough to let us know that the the real or let us know like the tidbit that the real life dog that plays Saxon wasn't allowed to be a police dog because he was too friendly. Oh, good old Saxon. It's just I saw he's a he's a biggest failure. German Shepherd. He's a failure day. as much as everyone else in this police department. Yeah, if anything, he he's just like the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, he's too good of a boy. He's too good of a boy. <laughs> Oh, so cute. <laughs> he's in attack mode right now, though. Yeah, he is. He's ready. God, I would have given anything just to cut to them, like, gearing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they look cool. They got these, like, riot shields that are, like, yeah. circular. Like, they're not traditional riot shields, I guess. But... Yeah. They had to Tony raid... Tony Fisher the- looks the most out of place. Mm-hmm. They had to raid the riot room. Remember last time we saw the riot room, there were like rats and cobwebs and all <laughs> sorts of things in there. Um, they do not get to use their riot gear very often. They were just co- literally collecting dust in an empty room. Uh, so they they had to they had to bust all that stuff out to go after uh, go after Danny and Angel. Um. But uh, I also just I love how awkward they all look in it. Yeah, Tony Fisher. Yeah, they all look like not. Yeah, yeah. I wish <laughs> they've never worn gear. the gear before. <laughs> yeah, no, none of them. Oh, for sure. They're just so awkward looking. Yeah. And normally, it's like you see you see officers in riot gear, and you go, "That's pretty intimidating." They look like uh, the word fascist, but uh, like especially with the riot gear. But it, it's like it's like. You clowns, what are you doing? You're in a bar. Like, there's five of you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> they have bats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They have these billy clubs, and they're like, and I think there's a shot of Olivia Coleman who, like, is like so ready to whack one of them with it. But she's like, <laughs> yeah, like all right, here we go. But she's like uh, puzzled by what they're saying. And it's just the, the pose she's in as she's listening. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's just so funny seeing that. I love them all lifting up their lids of the helmets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I also need to point out that um, if you look at uh, if you look at Frank's uh, gun holster, it's like brown leather, and it's it's just a total like cowboy. Yeah, man. Cowboy holster. Uh, he thinks he's Gary Cooper in this moment. Yeah, he does. He thinks he thinks he's he's about to take back the town. But really, he's Gene Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> Going against his own son. Uh huh. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Total Gene Good Hackman life. move. In real life, he did that. <laughs> <laughs> he took over a small town. Was having a coasting gunfighting tournaments. Uh, you think if they did a, uh, you think if they did a a British remake of the Royal Tenenbaums, you think uh, you think he'd be a good uh, Gene Hackman character? 
Joe Jim Broadbent? Yeah, sure. Jim Broadbent. Would, yeah, like you know, he he's we've seen him be the great I mean, he's a bad dad in this, but not like in a and it'd be cool to see him be like a ne'er do well piece of shit dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, let's get that quote out there. <laughs> it'd be good to see him as a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Can I you think, think of him as like Bridget Jones's dad, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he'd agree. I think he'd love to play a piece of shit a few more times in his career. Um, you know, he's only but done not, it. Not, the best yeah. I could think of, he's only done it twice. He's done it here, playing Frank, and then he's done it mm-hmm. in uh, Half Blood Prince. Oh yeah, yeah, he's kind of like a piece of shit. Yeah, like it's kind of like when you see Josh Chandler or Kyle Chandler in Spectacular Now, and you're like, oh cool, you get to kind of like be a be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably. Oh, I fun. didn't know we were meeting today. I'm sorry. Oh god damn it. <laughs> that's probably fun after playing such a wholesome father for so long. You yeah, know? he needs like a filth. Like yeah. a James McAvoy filth role. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the Royal Tenenbaums is just the ticket. Yeah, it's like, you no, know what would be the British. perfect? It just How about we do that? <laughs> British remake of the Royal Tenenbaums. A British remake. Uh, oh, my, goal, my, my gut instinct says to have uh, Lucy Punch play Eli Cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. So that's a new Facebook game, everybody. <laughs> Let's do British recasting of Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. This is this is uh, this is like just like really. I, I I love that when he arrives, the first thing that he does is tell Danny to step away. Just yeah. like yeah. like no, we just want to get rid of him. Like mm-hmm. you we know, just wanted to go back to the way things were. Yeah, and it's not until Danny's like, no, uh, like we're ride, ride we're ride or die now, Dad. Uh, mm-hmm. That that he's like, all right, fine, arrest both of them. Fuck it. This is my boyfriend, and you have to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it. Uh, I guess uh, like part of me is kind of um, sad that I got the start of this great moment that Nick Frost has to deliver because it's not even like the this moment is split between two minutes that I have to talk about, but that it starts with me and then it's going to carry into next week. But it's like we get part of this this moment that Danny has with his father. And it's like, I just wish that it was, I wish sometimes these moments would all, would be included in in one minute so that it's not broken up. But it's such a I good mean, moment can, that he's about to have. You can feel free to talk about the whole minute, it's fine, or the whole moment. It's fine. And no, I mean, it's just that the essence of it is, is, like I said earlier, we've seen Nick Frost do so many characters now in film. And it's like, he has such a range. But And, and, and when you come back to this movie and you have this naive character and innocent character that he plays who has to like this perspective that he, that he now has versus what he's been dealing with his whole life. Um, and having this conversation with his father, it's just so, so sad. And I don't know. It's, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It's some great acting on Nick Frost's part. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also I just need to point out too that my favorite, my favorite thing with the riot gear, all the all the police in the riot gear is that the Andes are still wearing their sunglasses. Yes, yeah, the riot yeah. Gear. very true. Oh, that's the best. Uh, these doofuses. Um, <laughs> I know they're detectives, but like with those mustaches, like. Uh, this is like the first time I'm realizing like how 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 much they should be traffic cops, 
like <laughs> highway patrolman, sure. you know? A lot, lot less responsibility, but you don't get to dick around at the office. That's true. Right. Uh, but they could they could dick around plenty in their car, I'm sure. That's true. Yeah, it's almost like they're setting up like like they're the antithesis maybe like these guys think they're cool mm-hmm. and then you have the two guys that are cool and it's like it's it's been that kind of um dichotomy where it's like yeah. like you see these two guys with the sunglasses and the mustaches and even the riot gear now and they've been like classified as detectives and everything points to they're cool but they're not <laughs> right right um, yeah, it's really good. I, I also just like that the riot gear doesn't, uh, like, uh, who is it? One of the Andes has riot gear that doesn't match. Um, <laughs> like the police stamp on the front is like, a, like slightly different than all the other ones. Like, like he had to like find like spare riot gear cause they didn't even have enough for the five <laughs> of them. Um, it belonged to Saxon, but they were like, uh, you can wear it. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. He's not going to need it. He's a dog. Uh, I I also I love uh, I love Jim Broadbent's uh, facial expression when he's listening to this whole thing. This sort of like grimace frown that he's got going mm-hmm. on the whole time. Yes, uh, it's really it's really extreme and really great. Almost looking like a Wallace and Gromit character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's seeing his kingdom fall before him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, and uh, Danny's glad his mom's dead because, you know, if she was alive, she'd have to see all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's got to cut deep. Sure. Can't take that back. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, it's one of those. I don't mean to bring up a movie that I talk about on my podcast because it's a very controversial movie, but it's it's that realizing how far you've gone kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then like having that moment where you you i mean it doesn't really work here i guess for the villain but it's you have to realize when you have guns pointed to like your son and to the police force and you have to take a step back and be like no you are the villain now and if your mother could have seen this moment they you know they'd be like you know it'd be a change of perspective but you've fallen you've fallen a very dark path and you, you need to wake up out of it yeah so. yeah for sure but he is uh he is not going to uh Mm-mm. to wake up he is going to double down um <laughs> which uh makes him dual wielding uh handguns uh an interesting choice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but um <laughs> yeah any uh any any final thoughts on uh on hot fuzz mark before we let you go Still, my one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, like I said before, is a, this is a movie that defined my sense of humor at like my age. I feel like everyone has one of those movies where they mm-hmm. they stumbled upon some sort of comedy, um, and and they were like, "Oh wow, I've I'm just I I want to quote this every day of my life." And so, Hot Fuzz has always been that movie for me that I I love absolutely to the end of time. I, you know. Um, like I said, with Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, I didn't even relate it to this movie at the time. It, it was only like learning more about you know the people who made this movie and 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 Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright. Like now I know of all their works and I appreciate everything much more. But as a kid or fourteen, I, I was like 
what is this? And, and, and it had such an impact on my life where most of my humor now stems from seeing this movie and, and quoting it so much. And, um, I, I honestly don't even know where to start with it. It's just, just been such an amazing, I'm glad to talk about the movie. Um, very passionate to talk about it, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's been great. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely, of course. And uh, we'll have to have you back next season for The World's End. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, one last time, uh, tell people uh, where where they can find you, whereabouts on the internet. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows, and you can hear me talk about the DC films, or I could talk about Doom Patrol, which is a show about the weirdest group of superheroes I've ever met. Um, and uh, Tarantino Minute, if you want to hear me talk about uh, anything from Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, and future Tarantino films, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, guys, if you want to uh, support our podcast, I mean, you're going you're gonna to want to hear us talk about the Fast and the Furious movies. That's going to be a thing we're going to do during the off season uh, as I prepare for the release of Hobbs and Shaw by watching all of the, fan, the, the, the Fast and the Furious movies for the first time with Nick. Um, yeah, leading the show, <laughs> this will be uh, this will be it's going to be an interesting experiment. So, uh, become a Patreon supporter, three dollars a month at duelinggenre.com/support, and you'll gain access to those bonus shows, which should be a lot of fun. I think, hopefully, uh, probably will be. Yeah, probably. I think it'll be fun. Um, and uh, then, but but in the meantime, we'll be back on Monday with minute one hundred and one for the greater good. The greater good. Thank you.